and we're live. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World for another exciting episode of The Blind View. It was going to be a Becca Uncut, but TP is going to be joining me to discuss this topic. But um, what we're going to be discussing today is blindness skills and how we develop them and how we use them and how they are superior to sighted skills, basically. Um, and so, and the reason I decided to talk about this is because the other day I was sitting in my sister's bedroom and the reason I was in her room is because in her room she has a TV and she always has something on her TV that's interesting. Like she has, usually has like Tubi going or so, or she'll have a different one of those sorts of streaming platforms going. And it's always, she has like, there's usually something interesting on like a history, a show about history usually. And I love history. So like I'll go into her room sometimes and and just sit down and watch her TV while I wait for her to come back from whatever she's doing. And so I was in there the other day and it was hard to hear the TV. So I felt around on the bed looking for the remote control. And as I picked up the remote control, I realized that I hadn't actually really held the remote control in my hand for a few years because I actually stopped watching TV about two, three years before the quarantine started. And so um, I picked up this remote control and Oh, should I had asked her to bring it in here so I could show it to you guys, but we forgot to bring it in here. But um, so I picked up this remote control and I looked at it. And at first I thought, oh, this is going to be hard. But as soon as I looked at the buttons with my hands, I remembered how to, how to, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I remembered how to see a remote control and, and like figure out what buttons are which, right? Or which. So, and I don't have the remote control in here with me, but let me describe to you how I learned how to see the buttons on, well, most remote controls. In my 33 plus years being blind, I have come across lots of different remote controls to operate televisions and other electronics like that. And, you know, just various things in my time. And most of them I've had to figure out how to use on my own. Either I've figured out how to use it on my own 100% or I just have a sighted person tell me a answer a few questions for me about it. And what I typically do when I first pick up a remote control is I'll look for the, um, well, I'll figure out which end of it is the top and the bottom. And I wish I had that remote control here because I could show you guys what I'm talking about. But when, most of the time when you pick up a television remote control or a remote control for anything really, there's a, a top end and a bottom end, right? And the top end usually is the end that the signal comes out of to send to the receiver. And so as a blind person, you have to figure out which end is the front end to point it at the TV, right? And so the way that I found to do that is the back end opposite the front end usually has a seam along it. And that seam is oftentimes also connected to the, the compartment for the battery pack. But so once you figure out where the seam is, so then you know where the front of the, that opposite, Alexa, stop. So once you figure out where the seam is, so that you can just know the opposite end is most likely the front of the remote. And then I, I, went, I went there and I felt that end, right? And it was smooth. And that told me, yeah, that was the front of the remote. And so I pointed that at my sister's TV. And then I felt the buttons, right? And I felt a rocker button on the right side and a rocker button on the left side. And let me tell you, being blind for over 33 years and looking at probably dozens of remote controls in my time, being in my parents' home. I had several homes of my own, 
being in friends' homes, being in family members' homes, I would often have a remote control in my hand. So anyway, what you do if you're trying to identify a remote control as a blind person, you pick up the remote control, and like I said, you feel for rocker buttons. And usually there's usually there'll usually be two rocker buttons, and the one on the right is typically channel, and the one on the left is typically remote control. And then another thing that helps you is up along the top is usually the power button is usually either in the top left or the top right of the remote control. And so if you feel uh, for, for feel up there for the power button too, that's a good way to find the power button. And then if you want to um, find the numbers, so if you want to be able to like punch in and say, if you don't want to use a channel up and down, but let's say you want to go to channel 255, right? So if you look at the way uh, the numbers are laid out on, like I said, 99% of the remote controls out there, you have one, two, three on the top, and then four, five, six, and then seven, eight, nine, and then right below the eight is the zero typically, right? So then you would enter 255 to go to channel 255, and oftentimes there is a an enter button on ATV remote control. So sometimes when I would push like 255, if it didn't turn there after a moment, then I would look for a button near the zero. The enter button is usually near the zero key on a remote control if there is one that you have to push after you push the numbers for the channels, right? Um, but these are just some tips about TV remote controls that I've learned in my time that will help you if you're ever in a situation where you have to do that without being able to read it, right? Um, and those those key things like being able to turn it on and turn, find the power button to turn the TV on and off and to turn the channel up and down and turn the volume up and down is really all you need. But another piece of advice, if you want the mute button, it's typically right below the rocker button for the volume, okay? Um, that's the way it is in, like I said, most of the remote controls and I've seen a lot in my time. Um, so, but these, that was what got me thinking about how interesting this topic would be because TV remote controls are not the only area in my life where I have found that I use my hands like to see things, right? And I also use my brain to to use like uh, like the power of deduction, right? Or the, the principle of deduction, right? Reason of, de what's it called? Reason of de deduction, like like as you, de you deduce things, right? With your hands and you like narrow things down and it helps you figure things out without having 100% of your vision. Um, another way in which I, I learned how to use my hands early on was with telephone keypads, right? Because typically on like on 99% of the telephone keypads I've seen, even on a lot of cell phones, the number five key will have a dot on it or some kind of difference that makes it feel different from the other keys on the keypad. So that helps you find, and once you find the five on the keypad, then you can just orient from there where the one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, and zero are, right? And so that helps you, um, or that helps me as a blind person use any telephone, right? Um, and so if you're wondering about that, that can help you. Um, and I'm trying to think, um, anyway, let me bring TP into the room and see, we can see if he has anything. I have other stuff I want to talk about with this, but I want to bring TP in so he can share. TP, are you there? I'm here. Hey, hello, everybody. 
Hey, TP, were you listening to what I was talking about? I definitely was. Yes, uh, and I and you're right. I I had to learn uh, when I first lost my vision. We were using the BlackBerry phones back then, and um, the number five has that dot on it. It's a, a it's a, a little bump on the number five to get you centered mm -hmm. and show you where to get. Uh, you know, so you can know where everything else is. And um, I like that. Yeah. And have you have you had much experience having to be able to figure out remote controls like I was talking about with TVs and stuff? Well, yeah, um, I, I generally like they make remote controls so different now. So what I generally do is I don't even bother with remote control. I use my phone for remote control to operate the TV. Right. The, no, phone, but if, the phone will sync with the TV and then it'll let me control it with the phone. Yeah, and see, my sister has her phone synced to her TV, but like I said, I was in her room. If you're watching somebody else's TV and you have to use their remote control, and I mean, have you ever tried to see an actual TV remote control like I was describing? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. And it can be difficult depending on the brand of television. Yeah, Zenith, I know Zenith TV, their TV remotes used to be really easy for me to figure out. But I don't yeah, know if Zenith uh, even makes TVs anymore. I don't know either. All my TVs back in the day used to be Sony's. Uh, I happen to like Sony's. I've, I've had a couple of RCA. I remember Zenith, though. Uh, I do remember uh, Zenith. Uh, in this neck um, of the woods, back when I was a kid, everybody was watching Curtis Mathis TVs. What is the Curtis Mathis TV? Well, um, it was like for this neighborhood or this neck of the woods, it was like the first rent to own television. Okay. Yeah. So if you needed a TV, you can go to Curtis Mathis and they'll give you a TV on credit. Oh, cool. And was that in the eighties? Uh, yeah, it was in the eighties. Sounds like an eighties gimmick. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, $20 a month for a TV for 10 years or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well that was back in the day huh that was oh, yeah. probably back when you probably bought a tube tv like that right yeah they were tube tvs yeah. matter of fact uh we had the swivel floor model oh oh i think my parents had one of those too yeah was it an rca uh it was a curtis mantis oh yeah okay you said that right but yeah um was it a color TV or black and white? No, it was a color one. Well, that's but I cool. remember when uh, we had we didn't have color TV. I remember having a black and white TV. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. I remember we used to have to change the channel with the pliers because the knob uh -huh. came off. <laughs> I remember when the knob used to fall off our TV too, but we could put the key, we could put the knob back on and turn it. <laughs> and I remember how you know the UH the VHF was click 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 channel UHF mm -hmm. it just kind of slide, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the bunny rabbit ears antennas. I remember all of the the old stuff for the TVs. I remember you used to have to wait uh, on the day and the time when your television show came on and if you missed it you just missed it you didn't yeah, see the, it we didn't have this this recording stuff that they have now this recording stuff is amazing right and then you know they if you missed it at the time you can always you know catch it on another network or catch it on youtube or catch it on one of these streaming joints and yeah. they just 
you know, uh, Netflix, whatnot. Man, will we yeah. cheat it or what? I mean, I know. And I, I look at these kids today and it blows my mind. They're so pampered. But not only the kids, even the adults are pampered. Yeah. Adults yeah. have really become lazy and and become like like people who they no longer achieve anything, it seems like a lot of people. They just be, they become sluggish and I don't know. Yeah, nobody wants to use their brain at all anymore. Yeah, I know. It's it's really frightening because you know in Japan and overseas they're using their brains and they're going to pull ahead of us if we don't start using our brains here in America. Yeah. Well, everybody's brain is in their hand now. Smartphones. The phones are smart. The people just aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really careful not to let my devices become smarter than me, dude. Right? Yeah, I, I, I study a lot so that I can keep my brain active. Speaking of devices becoming smarter than us and becoming more human-like, my A-L-E-X-A does some really weird stuff sometimes that freaks my sister and me out, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it'll say, hello, Becca, or hello, Amber. You know what I mean? Right. And like, yeah. I've got an Alexa in my room, and she has one in her room. Right. So hers will call you, her, her, you, and you, her? Well, I, so I'm really... I'm really kind of confused. It doesn't really call us anything. Like, well, it'll say like, um, if I ask it for information, sometimes it will, and I say thank you. Sometimes we'll say no problem, Rebecca, or something like that. But it doesn't tip. It's hard to get it to say my name or Amber's name. But sometimes, every once in a while, she'll just say you're welcome, Rebecca, or you're welcome, Amber, and it's really creepy. Right, just out of the blue for no reason. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and oh, and she another thing Alexis has been doing is this whispering thing. Where she oh, whispers. Wow. Yeah, it's so creepy. And sometimes yeah. when I'm out of my room, I think I hear Alexa saying stuff. So I don't know. You might. You might. Um, yeah, I turn my uh, Siri off on my phone like that. I, I have to push the button. I, I turn the voice command off. Well, nothing. most of the stuff I get cited in my room actually comes out of my Alexa. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually go talk to my sister in her room or whatever, and I usually wear my headphones in here while I'm working on my book and stuff. Right. So, I got to get me another keyboard for my iPad so that I can start on mine. Uh-huh. Yeah, get me a new keyboard, then I'll start are back you, to writing. Are you, are you writing music then or songs? Um, or yeah, I'm writing comedy you know, routines. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm writing most of my comedy stuff with, on my phone, but with my iPad, I'm, I'm starting a book. This would be like my third attempt to start a book. And um, I went to visit with my uh, little sister yesterday. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and and finish the book now. So so you've tried to start it three times or you have started it and now you're going to work on it some more. You, you, you kept what you started before, right? No, I, I, I didn't. What I started when I, the first time I started the book, um, it was on an older laptop. It crashed, so I lost everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Second time I, I, uh, I started the book, um, I didn't save anything. You know, wasn't a, back in those days, the cloud and all of that wasn't, wasn't available. So now uh-huh. that I have an iPad, I can start the book, save it in the cloud. If anything happens to my iPad, I can still always retrieve what I started. 
from the right. top. Yeah. Well, I, I, I learned, like, when I was in high school, I remember a girl who was a few years older than me, she lost an entire very important term paper because she wasn't saving it as she was typing it. Mm-hmm. And so I've always saved everything as I'm creating it. Like, I have a flash drive plugged into my laptop, and I I save my manuscript as I'm writing. Like, it's saved right on there. I open my manuscript up on my flash drive, and I edit it. And then each time, like, while I'm working on it, I save it periodically. And then as I, when I'm ready to log off, I save it again. Mm. Um, because you always want it, you know, saved. Because if your computer crashes, that's... Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I was a computer dummy at the time. So now that I have more knowledge and training, you know, yeah. and then when I get back to Phoenix, I'm going to um, I've already been I already have been assigned a uh, voc rehab counselor. Oh, who's so that? Um, uh, I can't even think of his name. Garcia something, That's something great. Garcia. But uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. And um, he said that I won't have no waiting list or nothing when I return. So um I don't think I'm gonna be here that long. My sister's going, not doing well. Um, are you gonna go to Savvy then? Yeah, that's exactly. I told him that's where I want to go to Savvy. That's the best place. I like. I toured all the schools when I did the the um, workshop before I chose Savvy, and Savvy was by far the superior of all the schools. But you still have to focus and take the program seriously there to do really well. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, I'm 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 vested in it now. I, I'm I'm uh-huh. very interested. I'm curious, and and I'm also excited. Oh yeah, well you should be excited. Savvy is going to Savvy Services for the Blind in Phoenix is a great experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Then like I said, as soon as uh, you know, I, I visited with mom and my sister yesterday, and you know, I couldn't even recognize my sister at all. Uh, it was, oh my God. I've never seen her so thin. Is she in the hospital or is she at home? She's at home at mom's house. She's in hospice. Oh, so is she conscious or is she kind of in and out of consciousness? In and out. But she was awake while I was there talking to her. She tried to talk to me, but she she tried very hard to talk, but she just couldn't get no words out. Uh, what's your sister's name? Carol. Would you like to say a prayer for her, TP? Um, sure. I, 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 go ahead. I'm with you. Dear Lord, I lift TP's sister Carol up to you right now, Lord. Jesus, I ask that you would comfort this woman. Give her peace of spirit, mind, and body, Lord. And Jesus, I just pray new life into Carol's body, Lord. And, and I, I ask that you would heal her, Lord, and restore her to newness like she was when you knit her in her mother's womb lord thank you so much jesus in your name we pray amen amen yeah so you know mom's doing pretty well she's doing a lot of singing and stuff you know gospel hymns and stuff like that oh yeah your mom's oh that's beautiful so she's she's taking care of her Feeding her, making sure she has something entertaining on the TV because she can't. Is your sister in pain? Uh, I don't think so. I think that the drugs that they have her on is to okay. keep her comfortable. How long do they give her? Uh, touch and go. Okay. Well, it's really fortunate that you were able to be there to see her TP. 
Yeah, it took everything, but, um, you know, it's like, it felt kind of funny because it's like, finally, I had some money saved. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Finally, I, I don't have to be afraid, and then this happens. Uh, now, are you in Philadelphia? Or no, I'm in Racine, Wisconsin. Racine, Wisconsin. Okay, how's mm-hmm. the weather there, TP? Horrible. I've been freezing for two days. Oh, is it cold? Yeah, I, I got here. It was 57 degrees and raining. Yeah, every time I go up to Montana, I get cold, too, because I've been in Phoenix so long. Right, and um, I, I was at my guy house. I spent the night over at his house last night. I won't be doing that again. You his house night at who's freezing house? at Mook's house, James Barker. You oh, know the guy that did oh, the show with us? Yeah, I know. You saw Mook last night? Yeah, I stayed over at his house last night. Okay. Cool. Um, And, um, you know, I wanted to get back over here because my sister's house here and she 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 don't like it freezing either so yeah. i both of us like uh, uh comfortable to the same comfort zone temperature wise you know but mooking them over there like they in the antarctica somewhere and i couldn't do it i froze and i had well, and on, all kind of clothes and a blanket and still froze but when you add moisture to cold it's way miserable huh yeah yeah and you know we're right here on lake michigan yeah yeah so um, I'm just keep praying, make sure that that I can get back there safe and sound, fast as possible. Now, are you taking the plane back and forth or bus? Yeah, or I'm gonna if, if I can afford a flight back. However, no, that's the only way I want to get back because it's not safe for me on mm-hmm. a bus or something. You know, creeps. You know, they see that cane and they want to do stuff. So, so you flew over there, right, TP? Yeah, I flew over, uh, and it was did last you... minute. It was an expensive flight too. So, so which city did you fly into? Milwaukee. Okay, so you should go online and see if Allegiant flies out of Milwaukee because they probably do, and they're way cheap. And you oh. you can fly directly into the Mesa Gateway Airport here. Okay, now so the thing about that house, is, is when I I found that like. Uh, like I, I, I did Spirit Airlines uh, not too long ago for, to to go do a show, and when I got there, um, they charged me like sixty bucks for my bags. Oh yeah, Allegiant does, but it's a cheap ticket. It's right, but the, the ticket cheap, but then the paying for the baggage, you know what I'm saying, brings it back up to about where everybody else is, like Southwest. You know, you well, get two how- free bags. Okay, well, okay, but I fly. I usually fly Legion because I don't take a lot of bags. Like I take a carry on and maybe one checked bag. Right. Well, that's all I did was a carry on and one yeah. checked bag. It's just that, it's just that I didn't know how long I was gonna be here, so I bought my duffel bag uh-huh. and a backpack. Right. So you know, and, and in the event that I'm here longer than I, I care to be. It, at least we're going into the summer, but um, I'm not trying mm. to do all that. Yeah. You well, know. geez, I, I'm kind of jealous of you, man, because you know how much I would love to jump on a Greyhound and just ride it across the country for a while? Because well, I, I wouldn't like, like if we, Greyhound. If we did that together, that's two of us. We have the buddy system. I got somebody I know on a whole trip riding with me. I could do that, but by <laughs> myself, no, 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 no. Okay, it, I used to take Greyhound all the time by myself in Montana, dude. And in Minnesota, I did it a few times, too. But 
TP, there's really nothing to be afraid of, but yeah, I'd love to go on the Greyhound with you. So when you get back here, let's pick a place and we'll take Greyhound trip together. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll pick a place and, and, and yeah, we can do that. As a matter of fact, uh, we don't have to take a long trip, but we can go down to um, El Paso. Texas? How, how far is that from here? Alexa, uh, how far that's is El like, Paso, Texas from here? Oh, she didn't. One person is 386.4 miles away by car. 387 miles. So what's that? That's probably a day on the bus, mm -hmm. right? A day on the bus. And then, but, the but here's the cool part. We can take a we can take the Greyhound bus down to El Paso. I have a uh -huh. comedian friend of mine, Jerry Carnes, down there. Uh huh. And what he'll do is, like, he'll he'll greet us at the other end, and he'll have uh -huh. a show where I can perform. And we can just, you know, make Hang our out. money back by by me performing. Okay, TP, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I haven't been to El Paso in a long time, but last time I was in Texas, it was so humid. Yeah, I um, I've been down there. I've done a few shows down there for Jerry. Well, so let's see. We're in May, right? Yeah. Um. Do we want to do it? So my son's going to be gone most of the month in July. Do we want to do it after the NFP? So are you going to the NFP convention in July? Yeah, you're talking about New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go down there. Okay, well, so do we want to do this like after that in July or maybe even in August? Most likely. Let's do it like toward the end of August. Okay. Or that we can way. wait till September or October till it's cooling off a little bit because Texas is so humid. Right. Yeah. Maybe we want to wait till at least September. I don't know about October, but right. September because okay. October. Well, yeah, find, out your, fine. find out from your buddy when would be a good time for you to schedule a show there, right? Right. I'll give him a call. As a matter of fact, what I'll do mm -hmm. is next Friday when we do this show, I'll invite him on so that. Oh, yeah. uh, so that um, he can promote himself and he's been getting some uh, really good acting gigs and stuff like uh -huh. that. And he just survived a horrible accident. What happened? He got T-boned by a pickup truck in his car. Oh no, how badly was he hurt? He's got a few broken ribs and a, a concussion, but he's, oh. in, he's, he's in better shape than the car is. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've been in four car accidents and I've been pretty lucky. I haven't had any broken bones. That's yeah. sad. Well, the only time that I, I've been in plenty of car accidents and, and survived them all with minimal mm -hmm. damage, except for when I got ran over by the pickup. That was it. Yeah, that was a little different than a car accident. Right. It was a dumbass behind the wheel who wasn't paying attention and who ran over a, a blind bet who was crossing the street. If I ever right. get my hands on that guy, TP. <coughs> oh, my God. Didn't we know his name at one time? It's either Springsfield or Springsteen. I think it's Springsfield. His, his last name, name is Springsfield? Springsfield. Yeah. Yeah. I can get the information. I got it somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't pay a visit to him, but I want, I want to pray about him, right? Like, right. Like, the people who did me wrong for many years... I, it took me a long time before I could stop praying that God would take vengeance on them on my behalf, right? Right. Because I was so hurt. And I I hurt for you after what that guy did to you with his pickup truck, right? And it makes me so angry. 
So I'm going to start praying that Springsfield, if that's his name, and that does sound familiar. I think you're right. Because I, I remember reading his name when I, when it happened. So I read part, I don't think I got access to the whole report, but I got access to part of it. Right. And um, I remember that does sound really familiar, Springsfield. So. Springsfield. Uh, it's either Springsfield or Springsteen, but I know it's, it's one of them two. But I think Springsfield is the, the, the right last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, may, may, may God deal harshly with Springsfield and may he learn to be more careful when he's driving his car because it could really, it could kill people and it could really Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, people. according to the paramedics, I was unresponsive and didn't have a pulse. Oh my God, TP, when you called me from the hospital and told me what had happened, you, you, I could, you could barely talk. And the yeah, because my chest you, was caved in. It was my, my whole yeah. sternum was crushed. Yeah, it's like he ran over your your body. You're like your like what's this called? Your core with yeah. the pickup. Your very life organs were could have been crushed completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm and so. And that would have been really blood. messed up for me because uh, yeah. they'd have been having a funeral. I'm just glad that they was able to resuscitate me and get me my heart back beating and and back into the the land of the living. Do you remember anything that happened when you were unconscious? Um, the only thing I remember is hearing this lady. She uh, was screaming so horribly. It was like, and I didn't know that her her crying and screaming had anything to do with me. Uh, you know, I just was like, man, who is this lady screaming like that? And whatever happened... Man, I hope whoever it is is okay. I was whoever it was. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, somebody must have really got hurt. I didn't know it was me, you know. So, I, yeah. I but I, I was able to hear just, uh, just like this screaming lady. I mean, she was. Uh-huh. You would think that somebody she been knowing all her life just got hurt. Yeah. Well. Well, TP, you were pretty busted up. Your leg was broken in what two? Was it at least two places? Three places, yeah. You, your clavicle was like broken, so yeah. your arm was useless. And so it was your left leg, and I believe it was your right clavicle, right? Left leg, right clavicle. Yeah, and your sternum was shattered. So it was like he ran over your body. She probably watched him run right over the top of you. Yeah, That's why yeah. she was screaming. Anybody would, would, would go nuts if they saw a person run somebody down with a pickup truck. Yeah. It was a very difficult uh, process for me. Like a day like today, being on your show. Yeah. Like when I was in the hospital, a day like today seemed it was like impossible. Like it was a million years away. I would never make it to a day like today. That's where I felt like looking back. Yeah, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But when I was going through the thick of things. I couldn't have, you couldn't have convinced me that one day would be today where I'm feeling okay and having a good time and, and then on the podcast with my buddy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And where you're able to walk around and do everything you were able to do before pretty much. Right. For the most you, part. Yeah. Do you have any horrible pain in your sternum still or your leg or anything? I, I do my leg. Um, if I apply too much pressure or body weight on that leg, uh-huh. it wants to give out. Um, I can't, everything that I drink is pretty much room temperature because if I get, drink something that's too cold, 
I get like, you know, you know how brain freeze feels, right? Yeah, yeah. I get I get that in my chest. In your sternum? Yeah. Oh. So too cold is a no no and it and it don't go away like brain freeze, it take a minute to you know, to wear down. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But it's just, it's just all in my chest. And oh please believe. I, I, I had to learn the hard way. So now I can leave all my bottled waters and stuff uh, room temperature. So TP, are you taking calcium supplements every day to help make your bone your bones stronger? I I I was I ran out. Uh, you introduced me to those, remember? Yeah, those Viactives. Yeah, I yeah, I recently started taking them. them again myself. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, these Viactive chews you can get them at your pharmacy, at Walmart, I think Safeway, and those grocery stores carry them too. They come in a little box. And you peel back the seal, and inside the box, there's several little individually wrapped chews. And I have a box of the vanilla right now. And and you just pop one in your mouth, and I think I take them twice a day. But you can take them up to three times a day. But they're really good, and they come in chocolate and caramel. And like I said, I think I have vanilla flavored right now. Um, I love the caramel ones. Oh, my God, they are so Oh, good. yeah, and they're, they're easy to eat, aren't they? Yes, so, yes. And then, yeah. you know, and it's a good, I mean, they don't taste like a nutritious source of calcium. Mm-hmm. They taste like a treat. Yeah. And so I started taking Viactives like years ago when I started having kids. I had my first son when I was 25 and I was really concerned about what it might have done to my calcium levels in my body because with what happened as a kid, I just didn't know what to expect from my body when I went through normal things other people went through. So I made sure that I took a lot of extra calcium when I was pregnant with both my children. And ever since I hit about 35, um, I've been uh, taking calcium just because I know as you get older, as women get older, we're prone to osteoporosis. My, my late mother-in-law, bless her heart, she had such bad osteoporosis. And she had, I think, eight kids. And so the more kids a woman has, the more it can depreciate your calcium in your body. And and it just becomes harder for your body to reproduce calcium as you get older. So, And, and when you've had broken bones like you've had or like I've had TP, you know, I think it's just important to take that calcium and tr- to help your body re- heal. Right. It is. It's very important. And um, I'm happy that because I, I never heard of those until you introduced uh-huh. me to them. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I, I ran out right before I left Phoenix. So I'll, um, uh-huh. I'll see about getting some more. I think I need to because I'm in this uh-huh. much cooler climate. Uh-huh. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Hurts. And you're going to hurt worse. Yeah. 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 I, I, all I got to do is sit. I, I woke up in so much pain. This morning, oh my God, it was it was horrible. I was freezing. When are freezing. you coming back? When are you coming back to Phoenix? Um, as soon as I finish raising the money, I gotta. I'm I'm praying okay. for a couple of gigs. I shouldn't need no more than two gigs, and then I can buy me a flight back. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, a couple okay, of gigs. Okay. I, I I thought that 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 what I paid to fly out here, honestly, uh-huh. yeah. was more than what I paid for round trip in the past. It hasn't gone up that much. That much. I remember, because, uh, you know, my kids have been flying out to see me every every year for a little while. And uh, I remember round trip, uh, one way was $202. You see what uh-huh. I'm saying? So round yeah. trip was usually about 400 or so. And uh, one way was over 600 bucks. Wow. 
Gino and I recently went online and purchased our tickets for the convention in Louisiana in July. And yeah, I seem to remember the tickets were quite a bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I got a couple of comedian friends of mine um, uh, putting a message out that I need to raise this money to get back home. And I, I, I you know, I wouldn't perform the other night in Milwaukee. I, uh-huh. I didn't know where I was going. You know what I'm saying? Another up and uh, there's a young up and coming comedian that took me over there, and uh, it was a pretty racist place. But I didn't care. I can't see it, but I sure felt it. Excuse me for a minute. I'm gonna let the dog out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my feet hurt. <laughs> Nobody there to help you with the dog? Oh, she's right here in the room. So I'm just coming over here and I'm opening up my veranda door to let her out. Go on out, pretty. Something's going on out in the backyard, and so she was huffing and puffing and stuff. Right. She probably need. She's what's going on in the backyard. <laughs> okay, I'm coming back to my chair now. Oh. So I think I figured out what's been going on with my feet. Some of our longtime viewers might remember several months ago when I talked on the show about my tennis balls and how I was using a tennis ball. Um, to help my feet because my feet were so sore on the bottoms like um, and so I was like I had a tennis ball and I put it on the floor and then I'd run my foot over the tennis ball and the tennis ball would massage the bottom or not the tennis ball it was a golf ball the golf ball would massage the bottom of my foot as I was working on my book right right and and then recently my foot condition got quite a bit worse and my feet have been swelling and and just a lot of bad stuff's been going on and i think i'm borderline diabetic so i've been drinking a great deal of water and um and but now see when that stuff was going on with my the bottoms of my feet being so super sensitive mm-hmm. i thought it was a i thought it was a crazy neurological thing um but now that my feet have gotten a little bit worse and they're swollen all the time and stuff and now that i realize it's probably di- pre-diabetes Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm drinking water and my feet are actually starting to feel better. But it kind of surprises me that that's what was going on with my feet all those months ago. I'm, I'm almost 100% sure that that stuff was just the precursor to what's going on now. Um, right. I don't know. Somehow your mic started sounding like auto-tunes. Auto-tunes? Yeah, it's like you've got a computer-generated voice. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is oh, it stopped. This... All right, cool. Okay, good. Okay, great. Um, so you, let's take a quick commercial break because we haven't done that yet. Hey, everybody. I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download Audible, or Amazon print on demand or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up In 1989, at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body, and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. 
In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks hey, for, hey. Hey, TP. Thanks for staying with us during the commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Um, TP. Yes. So let's talk about this convention. I'm so excited about the oh, convention. Oh, yeah. Have you been to a national convention before with NFP? This will be my first uh, 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 visit. Oh, TP, it's going to be so awesome because when you go to an NFB, National Federation of Blind Annual Convention, there's blind people everywhere with their canes or their guide dogs. And there's so many different kinds of dogs and so many different kinds of canes. And there's so much going on. There's so many activities and so much information and advocacy available. I, I'm such a huge advocate for myself and for others. I just love the conventions, dude. There's so much to learn and take part in there. Right on. I um, Well, this will be my first one, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, great. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not registered for the NFB convention, I strongly encourage you to go online and do so. You can, you can register for the in-person convention in Louisiana, but they also have virtual available, I believe. Um, and I think they also have, like, a hybrid of the two, I think I heard. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, and honestly, I can't understand what they mean by the hybrid of the two situations where that might be necessary. But um, anyway, it's a great a great time to be had. I've been to well before the quarantine hit. I was went to a few different NFB national conventions. I went to a couple in um, in uh, Florida, and I went to the last one in Las Vegas too. So. Um, anyway, it's going to be a great time to be had, and there's I can't wait to see old friends and meet new ones, because at every NFB convention I go to, I meet so many new people, and I have so many awesome experiences. And like, listen, if you go to the convention, if you make it there, do not stay in your room. You need to get out and do stuff, because if you're scared, you need to get out to get over your fear, and once you get out, you'll realize that the stuff that happens, like, just walking down the hall and getting into the elevator can be an adventure, right? And and then once you get down to like the lobby, and and I don't know what this hotel's like that we're going to now, but the one that we went to for several years in Florida, it had it had a couple different levels. Like there was like a lobby level, and then I think there was like a lower level, and there was like a lot of really cool stuff going on. So there was like I I I just remember times when we were at the at the conventions in Florida when like I wouldn't be able to sleep at night so I'd go get up and I'd go for walks right and if you go for walks when, when most of the everybody else is sleeping there's so much cool stuff to look at but even when stuff is going on like everywhere you go there's just so much to do you can't possibly get bored and there's so much to learn and learning you know is how we change our lives 
and how right. we make differences. Absolutely. I can't wait for the experience. Oh, TP, it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm um, also at the development phase of creating a new product for blind people to use as, as, a, as a self-defense device. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. TP, you and I should talk after the show because depending on where you are in that process, mm -hmm. if you're ready to introduce the product, introducing it at the convention would be a good time to do it because there's like thousands of blind people on the convention that you can introduce it to. Right. If, if you're ready to introduce it. I don't know where you're at in that. Well, process. I don't have a prototype yet, and that's, that's what I'm trying to work on now. Oh. Get me a hey, prototype. Speaking of prototypes, guess what I got recently? What'd you get? Here, let me turn this on just a minute here. Um, oh. Can you, can you hear me? Is that magnified? Yeah, I hear Is you. My, okay, I'm speaking through my make. Well, actually, it's probably coming through my earbuds, but I what I got was a megaphone. I got right. a megaphone, um, and it's... Here, let me show you. It's got several buttons on the back here. Um, it's, let's see. Um, I guess that's, I think that's power. Yeah. So it makes those noises and somehow it amplifies your voice. I, I don't, I, it's hard to do. Let me see. Let me see if I can get to amplify my voice. I just have to have it on the right setting, I think. Let's see here. Hello? Oh, uh, yeah, That's I'm not... sorry. Huh? I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to see if this will amplify my voice. Uh. Testing, testing. Well, I don't know. But if I have it on the right setting, it will amplify my voice also. And it makes those noises that it, I showed you guys. So, um, But that's a cool toy I got the other day. Are you there, TP? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay. Yeah. TP, did you finish Metamorphosis yet? Or did you get the download, I think? Did TP or did Gino ever get it to you? Yeah, I've started listening to it already. Um, it's a four-hour book, so I'll be listening to it a little bit every day while I'm here to get my mind off stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, well... TP, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, other than be or, safe or, out there, um, you know, each one teach one. I, I would like to highly recommend that um, uh, both at home and anytime you leave the house, never leave home without kindness. Remember that because um, this is a time where we all need that the most. So, um, you know, be kind. And ladies and gentlemen, the, the blindness skills that I was talking about earlier, they are a lot broader than just what I was talking about with remote control. There's lots of ways in which as blind people, we develop these skills. And you know, as a sighted person, you can develop the same skills by simply putting a blindfold over your eyes and living your life for a few hours or a few days with a blindfold on and learning how we live our lives. Because you can actually learn to do like 99% of your things in your life with just your hands. Um, anyway, um, thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap. Peace out, y'all. Thanks Peace for joining me, Thanks Bye, for having everybody. me, Becca. No problem. Bye.
Thank you for watching Dretch's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.